That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, don't skip ahead just yet. This is really, really important. If you like this podcast, the best way to show your support for what we do here is to subscribe to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash Show. And your reward for doing so isn't just the satisfaction of supporting a podcast you like. We're also providing you with bonus content like the Shatter Docket Show every Tuesday and Thursday, plus the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly, and commercial-free Ultimate Edition versions of the main shows. Just go to patreon.com slash Show. click on the box for a level you can afford, and you're all set. Thank you so much for supporting our Patreon page, and now let the cartoons begin. <laughs> The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, November 7, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hello there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1021 of the Biden-Harris administration, 363 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram. The Bob Seska is my handle. Follow me there. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, spoutable Bob Seska, Patreon, Bob Seska show.com. And that guy sitting right there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Yeah. You say Buzz Burbank. Well, that's fine. You said it all. <laughs> hi, hi. I, I, didn't, I didn't want a bird named after me anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the show, my friend. Hi. 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 Hello. Hi. hi. <laughs> hey, he is Bob. Uh, I am Buzz. And this show has been banned by the group Moms in Search of a Hobby. <laughs> Wow, wow, autumn's really here now, right? Mm-hmm, uh, yep. There's there's an actual chill in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, me- meteorologists have traced this cold front to uh, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> uh, we, we all dutifully changed our clocks on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, and according to the polls, uh, this time next year, we'll also be turning back our calendars. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, uh, Trump's adult kids have been testifying in his New York uh, fraud trial. You know, he mm-hmm. was up there yesterday making an idiot out of himself, yep. as usual. And we'll talk about that, no doubt. But his kids have been testifying in the New York fraud trial. Now, Ivanka, uh, she tried to get out of it. Uh, she told the judge her time in the trial would create a hardship at home. In her defense, it is the nanny's day off. So they have an au pair. That's what they call it, I think. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> it was reported It was reported that as Don Jr. entered the courtroom to testify, he told a sketch artist, this really happened, he told a sketch artist, make me look sexy. <laughs> uh, I, I saw the result. I, I, I think she tried, but it came out more backstabbing greaseball. <laughs> 
true. Absolutely true. Uh, and, and, and the judge called out Don Jr. for talking too fast on the witness stand. Uh, Don Jr. later told supporters, yeah, it was the Coke. <laughs> Don Jr.'s on Coke. Uh, and, uh, and House Republicans uh, tried twice to expel serial liar George Santos, mm -hmm. but uh, the vote failed both times. Republican leaders say some of his aliases are starting to make sense. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. All right, here we go. Kicking off a brand new week with Rocky Mountain Mike. Yeah. We're picking up the pieces of those Trump senile minds. No wonder it's the old folks on his side. <laughs> there were these guys in Oklahoma, don't recall their names. Rename this old road or so they tried. Brain free highway. Let me just say that they're fools. Brain free highway. They've seen the better days. The Trump fans, they just drool from their heads down to their shoes. Brain free highway. Let me just say that, just say that they're fools. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Beautiful. Lovely. Rocky, Rocky, MNT, and Mike on Twitter. Go to his social media right now and check out his photography from the national parks oh in the last God. few days. Holy oh. shit. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful photography. And and read about some of his techniques. And yeah. if you enjoy his music and his song parodies, uh, subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, th that that was just terrific. That was wonderful. I think on the on the brain free highway uh, of Trump supporters, <laughs> yeah. they actually you know how they have groups that uh, sponsor litter cleanups along the highway. Uh, this one, they actually go out and put down litter. All right, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, there was one picture that uh, Mike posted. I'm trying to find it here on his Twitter feed. It's absolutely one? gorgeous. Zion National Park. And this uh -huh. is maybe the most beautiful picture he's ever taken. And I think it turns out he took it with his iPhone, for God's sake. He, he said he took most of the photos with his iPhone, but yeah. uh, there was one where he talked about he layered it in, in, in some uh, magic voodoo way that he has. Yeah. Uh, of, of, so that he could get various layers of light right, uh, right. On, on his subject. And it's just a stunning, stunning photography. Excellent work. At first, guy. I thought it was a painting. I was like, why is Mike posting a painting of Zion? I was like, oh, I said I did that sort of Edith Bunker double take where I went, oh, oh. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, and realizing exactly. that this is a photograph that he took with his iPhone. Talent right. on loan from God. Unbelievable. <laughs> as, Unbelievable. As I just quoted Rush Limbaugh. It's been that kind of 72 <laughs> hours. I'm just, you know, we got to talk about this, Buzz, because we're a year out from yeah. Election Day 2024. That's and it, it occurred to me as I was rolling out of bed this morning, man, the next 12 months are going to be bonkers. Just from well, the, sure. Yeah, just from the perspective of things that we've never gone through before as a nation will occur in the next 12 months, and we see it coming. We know it's going to happen. There's going to be this, this collision between Donald Trump's criminal trials 
and Election Day. First of all, abnormal is the new normal. And yes. that, that's been the case for nearly eight years now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and you're right. It would always be crazy in a year leading up to an election. But with Donald Trump as part of the equation, it's even crazier. And yeah. in a in a sort of a post-reality America, it's it's uh, the, this is the upside down or this is Wonderland or down down the rabbit hole or through the looking glass. It's yeah. all of those bizarre places combined. Uh, and, and yeah, I think we can expect all of that and more. And we don't really even have a sense in terms of, I know there's a lot of predictions and I've got my own predictions. I'm sure you have yours, Buzz, in terms of what's going to happen to Donald Trump's support once he is convicted. Like there's this conventional wisdom that's forming right now that, and we're going to talk about the trials separately, especially what's been going on the last uh, 24 hours or so, (laughs) but what's going to happen in terms of his support once he gets convicted. And there are a lot of people who are saying that, oh, well, as soon as that conviction lands, that's when the worm's going to turn. That's when things are going to start to hit the fan for Donald Trump. And I don't know. I don't know. I do know that the trend has been whenever something bad happens to Donald Trump, somehow, mysteriously, there are more red hats. I guess somehow there's like some sort of gremlins mogwai relationship where if you get them wet, they multiply with water. Yeah, that ends up happening somehow. I don't know. I mean, I I, I tend to believe that our elections are still decided by these insufferable swing voters. Mm -hmm. But I, I do know for a fact the next 12 months are going to be absolutely insane. So stick with us. We're going to try to uh, walk you through all of this as the time goes on, as the events begin to stack up. Uh, I mean, it's going to be the election itself is going to be relentlessly challenged by Trump if he loses. Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We have to get to the election first. Yeah, yeah. And then I think everyone is uh, losing their spadoinkle over the polling that has dropped. uh, Yeah, yeah. You, you were positing what effect uh, conviction of Trump might have yeah. on his election chances. We actually have numbers on that now, thanks to this poll that we're about about to cite. Uh, for what they are worth, and I think these numbers are, uh, probably do, in fact, have value. Yeah. Uh, all six of the uh, swing states yeah. uh, would would swing for Biden if Trump were convicted, according to this otherwise very depressing poll that just 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 <laughs> yeah. came, just came out. Yeah. So one of the bright spots in this was uh, it it would make a six point swing in the numbers that that Biden would be up on. Or I don't know if it would be a swing or if Biden would be up by six, but it would put Biden comfortably ahead of Donald Trump yeah. in the event that Trump is convicted. And what what we're talking about here is a group of people who were surveyed who are planning definitely to to vote for Trump, but who also say that if he's convicted, that would change their vote. Yes. You know, that if he's found guilty, well, it's not as many people as we hoped would flip if he were convicted, but it's enough to win an election. And that's what Democrats need to start paying more attention to is, is, is how to win an election, but it would flip all six states back uh, six the number six turns up twice here uh a, a six point swing and uh, all six states if Trump is convicted, according to the poll that we're about to discuss. So we do have actually we we do kind of know what to believe uh, now when it comes yeah. to that. yeah, the numbers would all be reversed. 
If you've seen that graphic going around, the New York Times, Siena poll, right. every number that you see of these six swing states would be the exact opposite if Trump is convicted, at least based on the veracity of this polling. And, and by the way, except for Wisconsin, which is still going for Joe Biden, irrespective of a conviction by, I think, about uh, two points. But the other thing, the other factor that's going to make the next year absolutely nuts is this notion that whether he's convicted or not, Donald Trump uh, may not end up on some of the ballots in some states. Possibly, and, yes. I'm hoping so. I, I'd yeah. love to see this progressing. And so that's going to be a whole legal battle that's going to take place in and amongst everything else that's so chaotic right now. And, and I still believe that in when, if and when, more likely when this ends up before the Supreme Court, the court will rule against Trump and in favor of democracy. I still believe that in spite of this court. I think you're 1,000% correct on that. I think that will absolutely happen, especially if he's convicted. See, that's the thing about a conviction of Donald Trump. How that's going to affect the polls, that's anyone's guess. And obviously, New York Times, Siena has its guess. But the thing is, if he's convicted, that's it. No one can make the argument, because there are a lot of people making the argument right now, well, you can't kick him off the ballot because he hasn't been convicted or anything, even though that has nothing to do with Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. The right. 14th Amendment says nothing about conviction in order to be disqualified from holding office. Right. The legal arguments I'm hearing against using 14.3 are, are ridiculous. They won't hold up. No, and what will happen is if he's convicted, this particular Supreme Court will absolutely disqualify Donald Trump if it gets to th that stage mm -hmm. based solely on whether he's convicted. I think they will use that as the test, even though it's not really part of 14.3. Uh, so there yeah. you go. Yeah. This is a political battle we have to fight on a number of fronts, and uh, the eligibility uh, front is one of them. We can't put all of our eggs in that basket. We can't put all of our eggs in the conviction basket. What we can do is collect a lot of baskets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and there is strength in that. And, and there are baskets to be collected. There are, even if this poll that made so many of us so sad uh, and curl up into little fetal positions when we saw it, uh, and and that includes some high up Democrats. Yeah. Uh, in spite of our reaction to all that, we are still a year out. It is not unusual for any president of any party to be this unpopular at this stage of their presidency. Uh, we have a long way to go, and we have the keys and the tools we need and the time we need to turn this around. The other thing is uh, the great uh, Dr. Bittekoffer, Rachel Bittekoffer, provided yes. some perspective on these poll numbers. And this is all important. This is something that puts everything into perspective about those panic-inducing numbers that we saw from the New York Times over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Rachel reminded us that uh, the Gallup poll specifically had Barack Obama losing to Mitt Romney in the swing states by five points at this exact stage in the right. 2012 election cycle. So in November of 2011, Barack Obama was losing to Mitt Romney by five points among swing state registered voters. And we know how the 2012 election turned out. Barack Obama walked away with it. It, was, uh, right. it wasn't a piece of we, cake. It was really nerve-wracking, but it was still it was a, an easy win for and, the president at the time. And, and we can't put all of our eggs in that basket either, but it's another basket in our collection. Yeah. Every, all of these, that the, the, the three things we've mentioned so far, all of them are true. Right. And all of them are helpful and all of them uh, hold hope for us. Yes. And by the way, back in 2003, 
George W. Bush was losing to John Kerry in a similar poll, you know, taken if the election were held today, using that language. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is something that occurs. I think uh, the campaign has a lot to do with how well or poorly a candidate will do. And the Joe Biden campaign hasn't really even started to fight, even though it has made some significant moves. The right. Biden HQ, the Biden Harris HQ Twitter account, which is now on uh, Troth Troth Central, right. uh, that's doing great work and that's getting the word out. But there hasn't been any active campaigning yet. And once that hits the ground, I think things are going to start to shift. And the closer Donald Trump gets to conviction, I think things are going to begin to shift. Um, in fact, Jeffrey Pollack uh, provided, he's a pollster, he provided some additional perspective on all this shit. He said, uh, uh, enough hand-wringing, folks. It's not even a year out, and I see too much freaking out about every little thing. Uh, campaigns matter, he wrote. Did you not learn this from 2020? The Biden team has the next year to campaign to voters on all the popular things this administration has accomplished, and they get to do it by talking directly to voters through advertising and other means. The voters do not yet know enough about the multitude of policies True. that have succeeded on uh, the bipartisan infrastructure right. bill, CHIPS Act, gun safety, climate, all popular to a vast majority of voters. Not narrow majority, vast majority. And that's not even... Uh, starting to talk about the weaknesses Republicans have on their favorite issue, abortion. And candidates matter, he mentions, too. So this is something that, yeah, it's scary to see a poll like this. But ultimately, I feel as though the best reaction to these kinds of numbers is let's use it. Let's use it to motivate ourselves to do what is absolutely oh, necessary. Sure. Absolutely. Everyone absolutely. off the bench, because obviously yeah. the stakes are pretty big. And later in the show, we're going to open the fascism files and talk about one of the reasons why the stakes are just enormous in this election, right? Right now, and one of the reasons I think the polls are running the way they are is people are not paying attention. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, I, I shared with Bob the results of a poll the other day that showed that uh, whereas 51% of uh, Americans were closely following the news uh, just before the uh, the last presidential election, uh, right now uh, only 33% are, are paying attention. As we get closer to the election, uh, in people's interest in news and following current events will increase, and that's when it's most appropriate to get out the message that that Bob's been talking about. But right now, people, unfortunately, are not are not paying attention. I, I what what's worrisome uh, to me about uh, the poll that came out, even though we're a year out, and even though this is not unusual for an incumbent president, and even though we still have a lot of tools to work with, which we'll be talking about mm -hmm. in, in this hour, uh, uh, when I hear David Axelrod uh, uh, upset about it, when oh, I hear. Yeah. When I hear Senator Richard Blumenthal upset about it, uh, we've not seen this kind of reaction before. We've seen these poll numbers at this point in a presidency before, but we haven't seen this sort of reaction to those poll numbers uh, like this before. This time feels different. And I think when I think back to uh, the, 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 how many people were against Hillary Clinton when mm -hmm. she ran against Donald Trump, you and I know that she was the best person for the job. There's no question about it. Hands yeah. down. Uh, Hillary Clinton was, the, but, but 
Hillary Clinton came with her the baggage of a lot of people just didn't like her. And granted, Republicans put a lot of that on her, if not all of it. Uh, but but she had that baggage, which made her uh, less than an ideal candidate when it came to winning. She was the perfect candidate for the presidency, maybe an imperfect candidate for winning an election. And we find, we I, I worry, I, I'm concerned now, if higher-ups in the Democratic Party are reacting the way they are uh, this time, uh, we can't afford to be wrong. Uh, we, we can't afford uh, to have the wrong candidate again if it comes to that. I'm not, you, you know, you and I have both been Biden all the way, and, and I think you, you still are. I'm a little more open at this point on, on the Democratic side. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. We are still a year out. If it's Biden, I support him a thousand percent. I, I, what I really support is the Democratic nominee. Mm-hmm. I support the Democratic nominee a thousand percent. And and I have, uh, you know, as recently as yesterday, posted the good things that Biden is doing. But I look around me and realistically, I see the message isn't getting across. Nobody, you know, uh, people, and maybe it's because they're not paying attention that they don't know about Joe Biden's accomplishments. Uh, and and maybe that's why they have such a sour opinion of him at this point. I can only hope as, as voter... Uh, attention and interest increase as we get closer to the 24 election, I can only hope that that people start paying attention then. Yeah, and going back to the David Axelrod thing, uh, in case you've missed it, he tweeted something along the lines of, uh, you know, dumping Joe Biden and bringing in someone else off the bench. And I very much disagree with (laughs) that idea. But I think that the reason he did it was as he hinted at it. Yeah. Well, the, the fact that uh, David Axelrod is a, uh, a thought leader in the Democratic Party, uh, obviously from his status uh, working with Barack Obama for two terms. The thing is, I think he was floating a trial balloon. He was. I think he was, he was see- seeing, and then maybe there is discussion behind the scenes among Democratic kingmakers, so to speak, mm-hmm. of seeing if they could convince Joe Biden to step aside. And I think that's the only way they can do it. They're not going to force him out. They'll right. try to make a case to Joe Biden that the best thing for the nation is for him to step aside. I disagree mm-hmm. with that sentiment. I think that the next six months to a year would be a shit show of epic proportions if Joe Joe Biden steps aside because then you'd end up with 30 possibilities like the entire bench would clear and everyone would start running and it would be just everyone bonking themselves over the heads with giant cartoon sized mallets, a poop flinging extravaganza on the Democratic side that would just play into the Democrats in disarray. Well, you're, 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 you're right, of course, because there is yeah. there is no clear leader. There's yeah. no single person. Who else would it be? And then, uh, as you said, the answer to that could be very broad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think if they're going to do this, they need to have one or two people in mind and one of those yeah. two people has got to be Kamala Harris and I think the other one would end up being Gavin Newsom. If it's going to happen, if the party's going to do this, if the party's going to convince Joe Biden to step aside, which I think would be a horrible idea, just is my opinion I clear on this? I, I think I, I think what would happen is they would have to bring in just two people, there would be a couple of debates and then I think the party would decide from there at the convention, That's, if it's too late for primaries, etc. As, you know, as, as proud as I am of Joe Biden and as much as I have supported him and want to continue to support him, 
I don't know what I can do to change the minds of the majority of the American people who think he's a too old and hasn't and and b has uh, allowed inflation to to soar. Uh, I I don't I can't I don't know I've tried everything I can to get through to those people. Uh, you have tried to get through yeah. uh, these messages. Many other people have too, and it it just isn't selling. It's I just feel like I've I feel like we've lost the argument, or I've lost the argument anyway. That uh, you know people have just made up their minds. He's too old, and inflation's too bad. So screw him. We're voting against him uh, no matter who's running uh, I just I feel like I, I you know it's it feels a little insurmountable and that's the only reason yeah. and I want people to understand that that's the only reason that that my support uh, is just for right now the Democratic nominee because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what should happen. I know, I mean, I do know what should happen. I think Joe Biden should be reelected, and I think it would be fine. Uh, but but uh, I just don't know how we're going to change the minds of the American people who seem dead set, lockstep against him. But, right? uh, you know, so. I tweeted this and also posted it on threads as well over the weekend, and it's beginning a lot of conversation online on social media. And I said, it's absolutely ridiculous that Joe Biden needs to be 1,000% flawless in order to win. But Donald Trump, on the other hand, can literally try to overthrow Congress, right. kill thousands of Americans due to his COVID response, get indicted on 91 criminal counts, rape women, threaten humanity by ignoring the climate, and still be competitive, which is yeah. so frustrating. And, 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 and yeah. yeah, and in reaction to that, I've been seeing a lot of fellow Democrats going, well, you know, Joe Biden, he is, I just worry that he's so old and, you know, things, gas him. is still a little bit too expensive. And I'm going, for God's sake, perspective people, let us well, focus on what the existential crisis is that right. we face as a nation. And it has nothing to do with temporary gas prices or the fact that Joe Biden mm -hmm. is old. We forget that just this year on the age front, just this year, wasn't long ago, it was, uh, what, March? when he did the State of the Union, and he owned the entire Republican uh, caucus on Social Security on live national television. Is the, no is other gonna, president has done that. No, but is that going to convey at the at the ballot box? Is that is that you know? Are we going to see a payoff from that? I, I you know it was a, it was gratifying it was at the time you know, but we're we're still in a position where uh, the majority, a, a very large majority of the American public, Democrats and Republicans. Uh, right or wrong, think he's too old. Now, again, I, I've been fighting this existential battle for the entire eight years. I, I haven't missed a day. I've, I've been here the whole time. I, 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 I see what everyone else sees, uh, okay? I, I just, I'm, I'm worried that we're vulnerable. I, I, I just think, I think there are tools and there are ways to combat this. I think, I think it can be fixed and I think there's time to fix it. But I, I think... We, it would be a mistake for Democrats to blind themselves to the reality that people are paying three times as much for bacon and they're not happy about it. And, uh, you know, they, they think Biden's too old and whether that's right or wrong. That's what's stuck in their heads, and I don't know how to unstick that. Yeah, well, there's 12 months to make a case for unsticking right. it. I mean, right. ultimately, and ultimately, the Biden's age thing comes down to right. these two things. One, his actual chronological age, which chronological age ultimately means nothing if everything is fine. Uh, the other thing is that the Biden's age thing has been a Fox News talking point 
from the very beginning it's of Biden's mainstream. current political career. Yes, exactly. Well, well late, lately, main, it's been a mainstream talking. Yeah, but it originated from Fox News Channel speaking okay. constantly about it. I mean, the okay. and that's the thing. I think we sometimes lose perspective by ignoring platforms like Fox News Channel. We don't know exactly what they're talking about if we're going la, 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 not listening, which I True. think a lot of us tend to do. What we don't want to do as Democrats is perpetuate Fox News talking points. But I don't, I, don't, well, I don't think it matters where it starts. And I'm not telling you that I believe these things. I'm telling you this is what the majority of Americans believe, yeah. regardless of how it started. And I don't disagree with you on, on keeping it from getting started in the first place. So there's no, there's no difference of opinion there. Well, I'm not, I, I'm not I, saying I, there is, but I'm just saying yeah, that the, yeah. the, to the people who do believe that, you're repeating Fox News talking points. And we need to be careful about that. I, I, I would remind you and everybody that, that I'm the guy who has said all along, uh, you know, our old man can beat up your crazy old man. And that, that, yeah. that when it comes to election day in 2024, or people sit down to fill out their ballots, when they have to choose between the crazy man and the old man, I have a feeling they'll choose the old man. I mean, if they, those are the two choices, and, and I have believed that, and I've said that from the very beginning, and I my opinion has not changed. So I still believe Joe Biden can and and would if we stay on track win yeah but i i i don't want to make the mistake of uh of la la lawing uh, the fact that a majority of americans rightly or wrongly believe that he's too old and that prices are too uh, are too high and and those two things are very real and i think it would be foolish uh, for us to blind ourselves to and when I say they're very real, I say those beliefs are very real. What they believe is not true, even if what they believe is not true or not relevant. We have to acknowledge that yes, those folks do believe that. It's it's a non-issue as far as I'm concerned, and you got to make a case for it being a non-issue because the alternative okay. is to allow that meme to continue about Joe Biden's age in the face of looming fascism, in the face of, of looming course. climate disaster, in the face of all these things that are dangling over our heads by a daisy. And so, therefore, spending so much time Talking, and again, I, I emphasize that there's a public discussion aspect to all of this that is absolutely damaging to Joe Biden. And every time well, we're posting and, and rending our garments on social media about Joe Biden's age, not only are you repeating Fox News talking points, I'm not saying you, you, Buzz, I'm saying just people who are doing this. In addition to that, they're also making it more likely that Donald Trump will win or that there will be some sort of thing that will drag Joe Biden away from getting renominated and some other shit show put in its place with, you know, a cast of thousands of Democrats all flinging pies at each other on a debate stage. And that's what we don't want either. Um, no, it's, no, of course not. It, it's so important to, no. as people who are trying to convince other voters to do something, I think it's important that we all make the case that Joe Biden is just fine. <laughs> there is nothing to indicate that his age is a factor other than what is being said on Fox News Channel, which is then being polluted into the traditional news media as well. So the, the fact of the matter is there are no articles coming out. We see no leaks from the White House where it says Joe Biden's out of touch or he's falling asleep during cabinet meetings. He's not engaged in policy discussions. He's engaged in all those things. There's nothing right. like that coming out. And I assure you, if that were the case, 
then there would be leaks all over the place. The White House would be leaking like a sieve. Oh, my God, Joe Biden fell asleep during a cabinet meeting. Uh, We heard that during uh, Reagan's second term, for example. That's the kind of thing that ends up coming out, especially when you have a press that is driven by the 24-hour news cycle or the 24-second news cycle, as we see on social media. So until we see direct evidence that Joe Biden can't do the job, I think what we have to do is make a valid effort for the next 12 months that this is a non-issue and the accomplishments, his record, his historic record speaks for itself. You know what I mean? I've, I've spoken to that before. You and I do not disagree on yeah. that point. Yeah. Uh, I, you and I know that everything you just said is true. You and I know that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that the majority of Americans do. Right. I understand that. And that's that's that's, my concern. And that's one of the reasons why I have been smacking my face against a brick wall for the last 72 hours. As I look at my mentions and I scan social media and I see everyone just wishing Joe Biden was the absolute flawless candidate who has a flawless record on inflation, who somehow is able to bend spoons mentally and give everyone a a jetpack made of beef. But you know what? It, It loses sight of the stakes of the election. And that's what we need to be talking about. The stakes of this election, as I've been saying for, as we've both been saying for weeks now, democracy versus fascism. Climate disaster yes, exactly. versus a green energy future. These exactly. are the these are the things that pivot this election. Not Joe Biden's age or whether three gas is three dollars a gallon today versus right. next month or right. whatever. And so this is the work that we have cut out for us. This is part yeah. of what we have to do over the next twelve months. So exactly. Let's let we'll turn our talk to that. Yeah, yeah. And and just to be clear, this isn't a criticism of anything you've said. This is just this is me reacting to what I've observed. Uh, through the weekend, through yesterday, uh, all over social media. And I just want to grab people by the lapels and say, okay, priorities, people. Focus. Focus on the real issues that we face as humanity. I mean, it really comes down to not just national issues, not just your community issues. It comes down to the future of human existence. Right. The and, death of the planet, the, yeah. the, the literal death of the planet, of, uh, immediately preceded by the death of democracy. Right, right. And so uh, coming up later in the show, we're going to talk about uh, the uh, Project 2025, which we've oh, talked yes. about uh, for the last couple of months. We've covered this uh, quite extensively on the we show. We need to do it more, indeed. Yeah, there's a new story out by the Washington Post about mm-hmm. the Insurrection Act and basically what amounts to... Donald Trump planning a military dictatorship. Exactly. And these no are the, these are the kind of things that if someone comes to you and says, and I'm talking about a fellow Democrat, comes to you and says, oh, my God, Joe Biden's old. And you go, well, you know what? The other guy is going to bring about fascism. And, and also Joe Biden's not showing his age yet in terms of actually doing the job. And and also, do you have another Democrat in mind? Because I don't think you do. Who can <laughs> yeah. win? No, no, not just one you like. Bring me one who can win. Yeah, exactly right. And do you know for a fact that he that he or she can win? I don't know. Joe Biden's well, already defeated Donald Trump once. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my corner and get sponged off and hope that people <laughs> listening today... <laughs> Hope that people listening today don't uh, misinterpret where I'm coming from. No, I no, just, I don't think so. I, I, I take, put it, please, in the context of all that I have done up to this point. Yeah. Uh, because it's part of that overall picture. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that people are saying Joe Biden's old. 
You know what I mean? And and there's nothing wrong with saying that if someone steps in to replace Joe, if Joe Biden steps down, someone else steps in to replace him, that you will support that candidate. I think that that's absolutely within the bounds of absolute reason. So there's no reason to uh, apologize or backpedal on any of that. And, it makes and, sense. And, and in the upcoming segments, we'll talk about the things we can actually do to make sure Joe Biden wins, to yeah. make sure the Democrats win. Well, I also want to talk about uh, Donald Trump's whiny diaper baby testimony <laughs> in uh, New York City yesterday. Do you uh, know, I, I got to tell you, I even heard a straight a news you know, reporter, some uh, generic newscast this morning, uh, and they actually used the word whining. In describing his testimony. So wow. this is not us. This is not us calling him a whiny diaper baby. He's actually, I think it's documented now, he whines. Yeah, he just threw a complete tantrum on the stand yesterday. So there's that. And again, emphasizing the thing that I've been saying for years, which is Trump always makes things worse for Trump. We're going to get into Indeed. that in a second, plus the fascism files and the vast weirdness of Mike Johnson, all still to come here on the big Tuesday show. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back right after these words. Ooh. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com.
glad we're replaying this one because it's awesome. You know, this is a, a great firefall covering heart. And what about love right here? Yes, and the answer is yes. This is the firefall from the 70s. So a couple hit singles in the 70s, including You Are the Woman. I think we all remember that one, at least those of us who were around in the 70s. Yeah. Also, uh, Just Remember I Love You and Strange Way. These are all uh, hit singles from the great Firefall. Link in the description to support this song, however. And uh, we got a brand new uh, album out of all cover songs. So, And that's one of them right there. Uh, BobSeska.com. Go to this uh, episode dated 11-7-23. Click that link. Scroll on down. You'll find links to support all the independent bands on the show. And by the way, they all submit their music to me. That's how this works. Right. And you can do that at bobsuska.com as well under the in, See, a indie lot of music people, links. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people had the misperception that Bob stands on a corner asking people, you know, <laughs> do you have music for my show? No, I uh, I absolutely do not do that. I ask for submissions. This way, no soliciting. This way, I'm not, you know, there are some favorites, and I admit to which bands are my favorites and which songs, et cetera. Right, but right. I, I, do, I try not to play favorites by going out and recruiting bands by having that kind. <laughs> of skin in the game i at least try to draw a line somewhere you know what i mean yeah so that's kind of the and, uh, the and, policy submissions only and, and what about love bob yes that's right on a heart exactly. weekend yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for remember those old dj things where you'd use oh, every sure. song lyric to turn it into a uh, a reference to whatever the gimmicky weekend is the promotional right. weekend right. yeah i remember i had a program director who came out of a uh, an airing of uh, fire and rain by james taylor uh-huh. And said, uh, "Fire and rain, James Taylor, and there's some rain in the forecast, but not a lot of fire." Oh, we go to AccuWeather awful. forecaster John Cosette. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was just uh, <laughs> we were going. Oh my God! Please, no, 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 no. I, I, I had a friend who was an all night DJ, and yeah. he was a young uh, cowboy type. And, and in <laughs> fact, I, he 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 played cowboys in in, in Hollywood. Yeah. But uh, I was working with him in Philadelphia. He was the all night jock, and it was driving into work, you know, to do the morning news. And and he played uh, Kansas Dust in the Wind. <laughs> and, and and it's an all-night show, so it's a lower-key thing. Yeah. It comes out of the song. It lets the song fade. And he, he's, uh, his mic is open, and he said, All we are is dust in the wind. There's an encouraging thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I nearly I, drove off the road. So uh, Donald Trump... Lost his spadoinkle all over the courtroom yesterday. And confessed. He both went nuts and confessed all at the same time. Yes. In fact, I have audio of his confession. You want to hear the uh, tape? I don't know. You, well, there, sure. there weren't supposed to be cameras in the courtroom, but someone got a uh, audio recording in there, got a, a handheld Good. recording device. Excellent. And, and brought us this audio. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did. There it was, confessing. He's never been that articulate in his life. No, no. But in all seriousness, Andrew Weissman tweeted this just as it was happening. He said, breaking AG gets Donald Trump to agree that the financial statements and Trump's personal guarantee were to induce banks to lend money. That is a key fact for this fraud case. Yes, he's confessed to everything. Immense, yes. And all of that bluster, all of the screaming, which we'll talk about here in a second, doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter. And you know why? Because he's already guilty. This is entirely, right. this entire case is about the extent to which he will be penalized right. for this particular fraud. And, and, and he only and made the, things worse for himself, didn't he? And, and the penalty could be a quarter billion dollars and the inability to ever do business in the state of New York again. Yes, yes. So, uh, and, and I, I think he will be banned from doing business. I don't know what the penalty should be, what the penalty will be. I think I think we all agree on what it should be. Yeah. It should be the, the max. It should be the $250 million. I think the Trump organization gets dissolved as a consequence of this. I, I think that's to. the I, very I so. real implications. And I, I does he realize that? Does he understand that Judge Engoron or Engoron, I don't know, I'm going with Engoron. Yeah, I know. We've said Engoron, Engoron all along, and now I'm hearing from anchors I respect, Engoron. And right. I don't know if I can retrain myself to say that or not, but I shall try. Engoron sounds like an alien species from Star Trek. <laughs> We've confronted the well, Engoron. Of course you would think that. Just outside yes, of Federation of space, yes. Um, but Donald Trump's entire fate rests on Judge Engoron. And he's sitting there insulting him and insulting the court. Donald Trump screamed insults at Letitia James in the front row. The fraud is her, he yelled, and completely lost it at Engeron. He Childlike. Called, yeah, he called me a fraud, and he didn't know anything about me. You knew nothing about me. You believe this political hack back there. Doesn't That's an that actual sound like quote. A kid? He said that. Doesn't yeah. That, doesn't doesn't that sound like a kid on a yes. playground? Yes, oh my it does. God. Yeah, it's unreal. And he, yeah, he just he he not only confessed and he and not only was insulting all those people. He doesn't realize uh, any of this. He doesn't. He's never faced consequences before. He's about to lose his business and a whole lot of money that yeah. he may or may not have. And uh, he, I don't think he gets it. He used it as a as a campaign appearance. Right. Uh, he's 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 hung himself in this testimony. Well, Mary Trump on uh, Lawrence O'Donnell last night really laid it all out uh, and, yeah. and obviously did a wonderful job doing it. And one of the things she said was that this trial cuts to everything Donald Trump is and what his brand stands for. Right. His value, his worth, his brand. Exactly. exactly. His whole thing, Donald Trump's entire thing is, I'm a successful businessman. And in order to make that case... He's produced that brand on a mountain of fraud. And this is the fraud that's on trial in New York right now. And so that's eating away at him. That's causing him to lose his shit all over the place. At one point, Judge Engeron had to say uh, to Chris Keis and Elena Haba, he said, I beseech you to control him <laughs> if you can. The operative term there, the operative phrase there being, if you can. <laughs> Because we know they can't. Uh, Trump was asked about a 2021 financial document. He responded that his focus was China, Russia, and keeping our country safe. In 21. Right. He wasn't president after Inauguration Day in 2021. Right. But, you know, gas is $3 a gallon, so who cares, right? Yeah, there's yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah it's, no, it's absolutely existential. Yeah. I know yeah. that. I, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ron Filipowski tweeted uh, during the proceedings, the New York trial continues to show day after day why Trump's criminal trials must be televised. Fox and Newsmax won't uh. cover the trial. During every break, Trump and his lawyers come out and lie about what just took place, and millions believe their version because that's all they get. And I agree with that sentiment 100%. I would have loved for this to be out there because you know what? 
it occurred to me the other day that some of these uh, troths that we read from Donald Trump, the mm-hmm. statements from the office of the 45th president of the United States, these are all things that the Red Hat Entertainment Complex isn't covering. Right, there is an entire population of Americans who have no idea what Donald Trump is tweeting or what he's saying in courtrooms, et cetera. The videos that he's putting out there, some of the things that he says at his rallies, that may be confined to the rally audiences themselves. But by and large, as far as the national population goes, there are a lot of people, including the aforementioned insufferable swing state voters, aren't mm-hmm. seeing these things. And I think they need to see it. And and because the, the problem is, I hope is, they do. Yeah, the next year, yes. Right, but the strange thing about his behavior is, there wasn't a jury to perform for. This is just what Donald Trump is like. He's a petulant, oh, yeah. obnoxious, brittle little man who's been caught red-handed in this, and actually was was corralled into confessing to it. I mean, if there were rakes all over the courtroom, Donald Trump stepped on all those rakes yesterday. And it was a beautiful thing to behold. I just wish that there were visuals to go along with it that could go viral and be posted on YouTube and posted all over social media so we can see that petulant behavior. And not, I mean, we all know that it's happening, but I'm talking about, once again, the uh, swing state voters and, and maybe some Republicans that he can peel off along the way. You know what I mean? And, and he's already already been found guilty of fraud. Yeah, he, he, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't admit that because there have been no consequences yet. This part of the trial is about the consequences, yeah, consequences he's never ever had to face before, and now the consequences are going to be very very real. Yeah, uh, no, people are are not paying attention. I mean, overall attention to news is down, and and then there's that segment of the red hat a population that that no longer watches or trusts any mainstream news and only turns to Fox, yeah. which, as you said, is censoring all this, is refusing to show what's going on here. I have mixed feelings about televising this trial mm. because uh, I, I, in some ways I just worry that it gives him more of an opportunity to perform. He may not have had a jury to perform for, for but he sure as hell would have been playing for the cameras he he said that he hoped the american at one point in the trial he said i hope the american people are watching yeah i don't know does does he think there are cameras in there i don't know uh but but he somehow has a feeling that people are are watching him inside that courtroom and they're really not one thing i want to wrap up this uh, area of discussion with is uh joyce vance's reaction to donald <laughs> trump's confession that his whole plot was to trick banks into lending him money Again, he confessed to that in court yesterday under oath. Joyce Vance reacted by saying, not only is this an astonishing admission, it will damage efforts to argue on appeal that the Uh, judge was wrong to grant judgment ahead of trial on the fraud claims. That is pretty much Trump's last gasp at saving his New York business. And that makes me so happy. It <laughs> do you does. Hear and the smile on my face. That is a tired smile on my face. I, I, I do. And 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 here's the if you if you want an extra layer of fun, he doesn't realize that he's just screwed his appeals chances. Yeah. He thinks he'll pull this out on appeal or somewhere, maybe at the Supreme Court. No, it's never even going to get that far. Right. He is screwed. This is over. Joyce Vance is absolutely correct. And yep. it's worse than, and, than Trump realizes. Yeah, yeah. And this is something, by the way, the consequences of this trial, 
this uh-huh. is the kind of thing that we need to emphasize going through to uh, Election Day 2024. The fact that Donald Trump's entire thing is built on a mountain of fraud. He is right. a liar, one, but a fraud when it comes to his business success as well. This and is so, a fraud case, and uh, this will be a fraud decision against him, yes. Yes. So meantime, uh, speaking of the stakes of the election coming up in 2024, um, this uh, article from the Washington Post, I think, has shocked a lot of people who haven't been following along with this plot, uh, this Project 2025 strategy to basically implement authoritarian fascism if Donald Trump's elected. And this is the thing that's afoot. All these Trump allies and other Republicans putting together this plan, this roadmap for how exactly Donald Trump should manage his next term if he's elected. And part of it's called the Mandate for Leadership. It's a 920-page document that details how the next Republican administration will implement radical and sweeping changes to the entirety of government. Right, but the main thing here is the lead in this uh, Washington Post article. Donald Trump and his allies have begun mapping out specific plans for using the federal government to punish critics and opponents should he win a second term. Right. With the former president naming individuals he wants to investigate or prosecute as his associates draft plans to potentially invoke the Insurrection Act on his first day in office to allow him to deploy the military against civil demonstrations. Right. This is military dictatorship in the offing right here. This At is worst. Yes. And it's real. It's real. real. And people are, Americans are sleeping on this. It was in the paper, kids. It yeah. was in the paper. It, it, in, in Sunday's Washington Post is this article that, that says what we've been saying all along is yep. true. Uh, day one, Trump invokes the Insurrection Act and uses the military against civil demonstration. That's right. The military going around rounding up protesters and disappearing them, essentially. And what we've seen from activity like that is, yeah, sometimes the people rounded up by our military end up being detained indefinitely uh, without maybe habeas corpus rights, without those sorts of things at their disposal, without representation from attorneys, just disappear. This is going to happen if Donald Trump becomes president. This is the plan. This is not some crazy conspiracy theory. This is, as you said, Buzz, this is right there in the Washington effing post. So we need to take this seriously and we need to let people know. Yeah, I get it. Gas prices, $3 a gallon. Yeah, Yeah, you think Joe Biden's too old, whatever. Donald Trump wants to to use the military after invoking the Insurrection Act to round up protesters and to disappear them into some sort of whatever that would be, some sort of kangaroo court. That is real. On top of the fact, and continuing on with this idea of uh, Project 2025, which that's a part of, uh, the blueprint assumes that the next president will be able to rule by fiat under the unitary executive theory. Uh, among other things, this makes eradicating LGBTQ people from public life its top priority. It would also likely criminalize any therapist, doctor, or counselor who provided affirming therapy to trans youth. Uh, 
Indeed, the document makes it explicitly clear they want nationwide bans on abortion and access to affirming care for trans youth while calling for conversion therapies to be the only viable treatments. It could be argued as well that people who are visibly trans in public are pornographic or obscene because they might be seen as a minor. This is all Project 2025. It's well documented. There's a website for it. Yes, yeah, it's all very real. This would place the Department of Justice, the FCC, the FTC under the direct control of the White House. Trump would fire 50,000 government workers and replace them all with political appointees who will do his bidding under his specific express orders. It'll repeal the Inflation Reduction Act and its $370 billion in spending on green technology. All the worst things you can think of. And every time, and this is going back to what we were discussing in our A block, every time we undermine Joe Biden's chances to be reelected as president makes this more likely, not less likely, more likely. So we have to be careful about the memes that we're putting out there about Biden. We have to be careful about what we're saying about the Democratic Party because that stuff is infectious. And the more it spins around the Internet virally, the more realistic a Donald Trump presidency will become. And as Mary Trump said on Lawrence O'Donnell last night, he will be dictator for life. That's what he wants. He wants the Vladimir Putin model of the presidency where he is perpetually the president. This will not be his last term in office. We have to act accordingly. We have to focus. I can't emphasize that enough. Are, are we freaked out enough? We should be if we're not. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. We're going to take uh, one last break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the vast weirdness of Mike Johnson, as though... (laughs) Yes, please. As though that were even possible. But yeah, Mm -hmm. he got weirder. And you know what? And the whole porn app thing, that that may not even be the weirdest part. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that all after the break, uh, right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
He has a brand new single from Hannah Connolly. There's a song called Reno. And she's brand new to the show. But I'm so happy to include her. It's a wonderful song. Very nice. And uh, yeah, you want to go to bobseska.com, find the link for this episode, click it, and then uh, go on down the, uh, the rundown and uh, buy this song now. Get into your record collection right now. You'd be happy you did. She's got a lot of more music coming out uh, in the coming months, so we're looking forward to more uh, tracks from Hannah Connolly on the big show. Okay. So, yeah, I, I went a little fire and brimstone there. But I think it's well, important for us to remember the uh, the stakes of that. And you know what? It's not the last time I'm going to say it <laughs> because it's no. real and it's terrifying. Yeah, I think. And that's got to be one of the things that we need to keep in mind is that we need to sell people that this is real. Yeah. This is real. It's not. And it's not just a few fringe people saying, as Bob said, there's a website for this that proves its existence. Yeah, uh, th- this is the plan. And this is what we what we must avoid. You know, I and and I hope we do that with wide open eyes. Right, right. And I yeah. think it's also important to remember because I know a lot of people are going. Well, you know what? People are really worried about gas prices and the price of eggs and so forth. And you know, the thing is, if Donald Trump implements everything that he wants to do, it's going to yeah. completely destabilize the economy as well. Let's oh, not course. fool ourselves. I mean, this is going to have an economic impact in addition to a social impact, disagree. domestic law enforcement impact. It's going to have impact across the board. I mean, this is something that Donald Trump is a thermonuclear explosion waiting to happen. And we saw hints of that in his first term. But the second time around is oh. given the chance is going to be a goddamn nightmare. It, 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 this will happen. This Project 2025 is due to happen uh, regardless of what Republican gets elected president in yeah. 24. Uh, should Donald Trump not be available, someone else will be, and Project 2025 will still go into effect. Yep. Uh, you know, you can, ex- still, uh, you can still expect uh, an ultra right-wing and authoritarian government uh, when, when that happens. So, yep. uh, you know, don't, don't uh, try to comfort yourself too much with the fact that Donald Trump may very well be in prison uh, because this, this threat remains very, very real. I just, I think it's very important that we keep our eyes open to the realities around us mm-hmm. and, and, and acknowledge the political realities that we need to overcome in the next 12 months. Yeah. Ask a few Russian citizens how they feel about the Putin kleptocracy, the oligarchs right. in Russia. Because that's what we're talking about. I mean, that's, yes, and that's going to have a, a very real impact on things like gas prices and jobs and the uh, growth of the economy, et cetera. Right. So anyway, all right. Well, you know what? We got to talk about the the weirdo who's now the Speaker of the House <laughs> because this emerged, and it was something that got reported on a while back. But since he was just you know a regular member of Congress, it didn't really resonate as much as it should have. But Mike Johnson uh, discussed a few years ago this app called Covenant Eyes, which scans your devices and sends a report to someone if you end up looking at sinful material. I see. The app is supposed to defeat porn. Uh And so at an event about the war on technology, (laughs) Mike Johnson described using covenant eyes along with his boy so they could monitor each other's porn intake this is Mm -hmm. this is sadly sadly real this guy is the speaker of the house we we probably could have called this more appropriately a war on the darkness of technology 
because there are some good things with technology, of course. I mean, you know, the Bible apps we all love. We, we broadcast our services, you know, on our social media. And, and there's... Oh, remind me to download a few Bible apps. I, <laughs> I feel remiss I that they're not on my phone. I thought you had them all already. Well, <laughs> Merry Christmas, my friend. Right. That's what I can expect for the holidays. Thank you. That's right. Things, but there's also, as Clint's pointed out, aptly, some really dark things. So Covenant Eyes is the software that I, I we've been using a long time in our household. Uh, I was I first learned about it at, I think, a Promise Keepers event in the early 2000s. I think it was developed in about the year 2000. Uh, but it's the largest um, accountability software that there is. And, and there's some paperwork out there on the table that I think everybody may have picked up on the way in. If not, go get it. I, it's a subscription-based. I mean, we don't make any money on this. I'm telling you, I, we use it. Okay, I, they're not, I'm, not in, I'm endorsing it because I'm a user. Uh, it's about $15 a month, $16 a month, something like that. And you get up to 10 devices. And what it is, it's accountability software. So uh, men in a church, you know, men's Bible study groups will do it. That's how it's presented at Promise Keepers. But they also mentioned... Hey, and by the way, he was a Promise Keeper. That's uh -huh. terrifying in and of itself, Promise of Keepers. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Hey, when your kids become teenagers, especially if you have boys, dads, they're talking to the guys at this event, you might want to think about doing this with your sons. And so we've been doing that. And so what it does real, real simply is it has an algorithm and software. I'm, it's way above my head how it works, but um, <laughs> it, it scans. You, you obviously opt into it, but it scans every all the activity on your phone or your devices, your laptop, tablet, what have you. We do all of it. And then it sends a report to your accountability partner. So my accountability partner right now is Jack, my son, right? That, By the way, that's not his secret adult non-adopted son. Yeah, that's right. That's one of his actual sons that he's okay with being uh, photographed with. And so he's 17. So he and I get a report of all the things that are on our phones or all of our devices once a week. If anything objectionable comes up, your accountability partner gets an immediate notice. I'm proud to tell you my son has he's got a clean slate, all right? But, uh -huh. but we get we get a report and it says, hey, no, no uh, activity of concern. And it's really, really sensitive. It'll pick up almost anything. It looks for keywords, search terms, and also images. And it will send your accountability partner a blurred uh, picture of the image. And so on occasion, I get one. I was just looking at the one from this week. I got on, on Jack and it said, this, this is the only one that may be questionable, and it's this blurred image of two, two women talking in a live screen thing, and I zoom in, and I have to unblur it, and it's, and it's uh -huh. two middle-aged teachers. Yeah, it's, yeah, shocking that the app, would, it. the app would see a couple of teachers as being pornographic. The, the, the Lord moved him to unblur the image, <laughs> just in case there was nudity yeah. that he'd want to see. And by the way, it's very easy, especially for industrious children and teenagers, to get around this software. You can very easily circumvent this software using really, different Bob, password what, apps and so on. Yeah. What what seventeen year old boy uh, doesn't want to know when his dad's masturbating? I mean, really, <laughs> I when you think about it. Oh my ew, God, David, you, you, David, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's so uh -huh. gross. Um, yeah, I wonder. God, I wonder what he's looking at. I wonder what Mike Johnson's looking at. <laughs> I, I have some ideas, uh, none of which I'm going to mention on the show, but yeah, it's <laughs> probably pretty gross. I imagine like tentacle porn. I think that's what, okay. one of the things he's looking at, animated yeah, tentacle probably. porn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, by the way, Charlie Pierce said that's not, the, that's not even the creepiest thing that he's looking at or that, that he's responsible for. He was also apparently the dean of a law school that never had any students. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's just, it's a constant fountain. It's a geyser he, of ridiculousness coming from the speaker. He, try, he, he tried to found a Christian uh, law school and yeah. it just, it didn't work out. Right. No, no students. Right. Um, meantime, before we wrap up the show, obviously we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the uh, elections today. Today is election day. Obviously, we're not going to talk about it in great detail because by the time you hear this, there will already be results, uh, especially in Virginia. Uh, Ohio is another important state. Um, but this is going to be, I think, uh, at least from my perspective, it's going to be a pretty solid bellwether for what we can expect next year. And I, yeah, I, 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 on the other hand, would caution against uh, seeing it as a bellwether because turnout is is so much less in odd year elections like this. Uh, we don't have the the voter engagement; people haven't been following what's going on, and so uh, I wouldn't put. I mean, I, it would be encouraging if it fell in our favor, and then I would accept it as a bellwether. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, uh, but 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 because of the lower turnout, I, I'm not so sure. Uh, but but we are the, among. We'll be watching for that certainly, and and uh, certainly we hope it falls in our favor. Uh, likewise, uh, the abortion question. It, it that abortion comes in at about fifth on most people's voting priorities uh, right now. Uh, does it still have the strength that it brought uh, Democratic candidates and issues in the last two elections? Yeah, uh, that's one of the things that maybe we'll find out from this. So uh, you know, we'll see what happens, and and uh, Bob will obviously be talking about this on his show in the days ahead. Since 2018, the Democrats have been vastly overperforming. And uh -huh. certainly since the Dobbs decision was handed down, Democrats have been doing quite well in elections. So and, I think that trend will continue. And I think that's one of the positive signs for next year as well. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. I, I hope so. I would say if it doesn't work out that way in, in, in this week's elections, then uh, it, certainly it, it tells you that we have work to do. Yes, absolutely. Well, there's there's work to do irrespective of how things go uh, for today, but that goes without saying. That goes without saying. A lot of people who still need to be convinced, a lot of people who still need to understand, I think, the harsh, harsh nightmare stakes of what we face. And in terms of aligning people's priorities, this is something we can all contribute to. And it doesn't doesn't necessarily require hammering people with Trump quotes or troths from Troth Central or clips from his rallies or anything like that. You know, a link from the Washington Post emphasizing what he plans to do with the Insurrection Act, for example. Right. Uh, pushing back against some of the more nitpicky Joe Biden things and, and placing those things in the bigger perspective where it's it's not only unfair, but I think it... it pushes people in the wrong direction if you emphasize one joe biden thing to the same caliber as all of the thousands of donald trump things which i think the press does quite a bit to create that both sides parody you know what i mean so right and and remind uh younger voters your friends who are younger yeah. uh, these uh, joe biden needs young votes right now he needs minority votes right now talk to your friends uh and and talk them off the ledge on on joe biden yeah, in fact, that's one of the things we're going to talk about on the Shadow Docket here coming up. Uh, some, uh, some I, I don't know if you call it tough love, but we're going to put things into perspective in terms of certain groups and their opinions of Joe Biden and what could happen to those groups if Donald Trump becomes president. That's a weird place to be in, but here's where we are. Meantime, Donald Trump, by the way, 
you know, not Donald Trump himself. This is a, correct myself. It's Tiny Trump. We got a Tiny yes. Trump quote. Ah, well. Emphasizing, yes, exactly how out to lunch Tiny Trump actually is. Said something at a rally over the weekend, and it was, of course, it was bananas. Uh, plus, oh, wise words from former President Barack Obama. Ah, yes. The great Barack Obama emphasizing and offering solutions for our current state of chaos. We'll talk about that, too. Plus, uh, well, lots more surprises coming up on the Shadow Dock at patreon.com slash Show. That's where you sign up. $5 a month gets you the Shadow Docket twice a week, every Tuesday, every Thursday. And we'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye.